Okay. Well, today we are going to do a lot of Tanya because I guess Wednesdays is our big day here. We had did a little bit yesterday, the beginning of your Gimel, and we have the entire rest of Parakid Gimel today. So yesterday we answered a fundamental question from Parak Aleph. How can the Gemara, that surely knows the Benoni is absolutely perfect, and all of the proofs in Parak Aleph that the Benoni is perfect come from the Gemara, deliberately, that we shouldn't think, well, on the spiritual, Pneumius Haptira side, we know Benoni is perfect, but on the Negla side, on the Gemara side, Benoni means something else. The author said, no, all my proofs that the Benoni is perfect come from Gemara. So the same Gemara that knows the Benoni is perfect says, Benoni shoftan. And we explained yesterday what the Gemara means is the Benoni is perfect. Because he has inside of him two judges, two voices, two dissenting voices. The Yitzhah and the Yitzhah, or the Neshama and the Nevesh Bahami, that give their varying contradictory opinions. But they're only a shayfet. In the Jewish world, a shayfet is just an opinion. There needs to be a consensus. There needs to be a majority rule. And since it's two, they're deadlocked. And they're always deadlocked because they always disagree. And then Hashem comes in on the side of the Benoni and outweighs the voice of the Yetzirah Nefesh Bahami, And the person continues to do the right thing, despite the inner friction over it. So Benoni Zevazel Shoftan means the Benoni is perfect. If we wanted to say that the Benoni half the time was messing up, we would say, Benonim zevezeh moishlan. This and this force rules him. Here it's not ruling. It's judging. It's voicing opinion. So that was yesterday's, which I just reviewed because it's important and significant. It flows into today's. But the Rebbe says, even though every single time there's a conflict, the has- arbitrator, Hashem, will step in on the side of the neshama, but that's not changing the inner dynamics of the person. It's only as the Pasuk says, Ki that Hashem stands by the right side, by the side of the neshama, which is in the right side of the heart of the poor man of the neshama, helping saving him from those judges of his soul. On the inside, those judges, that Yetzirah and Nefesh situation is as fierce as ever. And that's why, and we we can answer another question from Barak Aleph, he's viewed Kirusha. Right, so this is, now we are approaching a second question from Barak Aleph. In the promise, the child, the infant, the Nisham makes before being born, we promise to be a fabric. We promise to not be a Russia. And we promise that even if the entire world says, you are a tzaddik, we have to say, mm-hmm. not true. View yourself to Russia. And on these words, these were the words at the altar of the question in the opening words of Tanya. What do you mean we're supposed to view ourselves as a Russia? Thinking, oh, if we view ourselves as a Russia, we'll be depressed. That's a spiritual problem. And if we view ourselves as a Russian, we're not depressed. We'll become very lax in our Yiddishkeit. That's a spiritual problem. And anyway, this whole thing goes against the Mishnah, which says, you know, how to view yourself as a Russia. So why do I make you promise before I'm born to do exactly what the Mishnah says I'm not allowed to do and, and has obvious horrible results and repercussions? So 
now we understand. We're not viewing ourselves as a Russia. We're viewing ourselves like a Russia. Not truly a Russia, because the baby is not a Russia. You know, you think of yourself as a Russia, you're always bad to view yourself as a Russia. Russia means view yourself like a baby. Don't make the mistake, because when the world looks at you and you look really good, you look so good. You, you never mess up in, in your thoughts, let alone in your speech, your actions. You look really good. And the world really believes you're a tzaddik. You might start believing you're a tzaddik. Your own inner world might start telling you you're a tzaddik. Don't be fooled. Do yourself like a Russia, a.k.a. do yourself as a Benoni. And it's very important that a Benoni doesn't mess up and think he's a tzaddik because tzaddikim have certain avidas, have certain ways of serving Hashem that are only for the tzaddikim. If a regular person tries to do them, it won't be good for him. It will actually be bad. So don't, we're not saying don't be yourself as a tzaddik, so you shouldn't have an ego over it. Obviously, we're not worried about the baby having an ego trip. But don't be yourself as a tzaddik because you're, you're not, and you'll mess yourself up. So now we've deciphered, we've decoded the promise that we have to make before we're born. Even if the whole world says you're a tzaddik because you look so good because you're so perfect, Always remember you are like a Russia. You are a Benoni. So the question could be, well, that's a pretty depressing way to say it. It's a pretty negative outlook. Why can't I say, view myself like a Tzaddik? Because, or view myself as a Benoni for that matter. In other words, why is the Benoni Kiev Russia? So the Rebbe is saying the Benoni is like a Russia because in his insides, the evil has power. That's why he's always battling it. And he's only overcoming it because of Hashem's help. So on the inside, he is quite similar to the Russia. The difference is the Russia gives in and succumbs, and he doesn't. But the struggle is there for both of them. So truly, on the outside, he's Tzadik. He's like a Tzadik in his thought, speech, and action. And he's Russia. He's like a Russia in his inner spiritual reality. Reality. In the dynamics between his Hashem and Nevi so the truer you is what's going on on the inside than what's going on on the outside. And that's why it's a truer statement to say you're Kit Russia and not Kit Sadik. A person could say, all right, so why don't I just say, be yourself as a baby, which is what you are. But there's a certain advantage of doing yourself like a Russia because it creates a certain humility, a certain nullification of self, a certain reminder not to get too complacent in your Benoni status. Benoni status is pretty good. So you don't want you to walk around thinking, oh, me, the Benoni. We want you to think, me, the Kiresha, and that will keep you moving. It will keep you energized in your avoida. You won't slack off if you see yourself Kiresha. So this is actually, even though you're a Benoni, and you're not doing any virus, doing only tarmitsus, but still the evil inside of you is getting stronger just because you're living a human life. In other words, your body and your nevashavahami that are very good friends and partners, as you feed your body, you eat, you drink, you sleep, you exercise, you take walks, you bathe, all the things you do to keep your body in a strong space is also strengthening your nevashavahami because your body and nevashavahami are what? That doesn't mean you're not supposed to eat or drink. You're not supposed to afflict yourself. It's almost inevitable. The only way one can avoid it is if, one did all these things truly like the tzaddik. Meaning, for example, you ate with truly no taste in the food at all. No, we're not saying tithes. No taste. 
you truly, like there's so many stories of the different Rebbeans, the Alta Rebbe, you know, the too salty food, and absolutely no taste of the food. So if a person could eat on that level, it's possible for a Bain and on that level, then that eating wouldn't strengthen the evil in him. But if he's eating as a human, it's all kosher, making the right brachas, it's Hashem Shemayim, he's not eating with taiva, but still the very fact that his body is getting strengthened means so is his Nefeshavahati. Which means it's a constant, lifelong process. Because as we live, as we nurture our body, I got a bit of strong, and so we have to combat it. That's all the first type of Benoni. The next type, the, the common variety Benoni, which means like the regular life. There's a higher level Benoni, which is the Yeshev Eichel. Like it's tzaddik, there's such a concept of someone who learns Torah all day. And by the Benoni, there's someone who learns Torah all day. By the Benoni, such a person is called a Yeshev Oihel. Now, the Yeshev Oihel's reality is different than the regular, generic, Baal Benoni. Because the Yeshev Oihel has a lot of godliness in his brain through Torah. So therefore, even though in terms of his spiritual reality, his relationship to Hashem is fairly similar to the regular Balasic Benoni, and like the regular Benoni, he has obviously during davening, shacharis, that's when his Lechem de Galas comes down, and his Nefesh Abahami is quiet, the rest of the day he has that Avamusuteris, but because he's always learning Torah, the Torah in his mind overwhelms the evil inside of him, and it doesn't bother him at all. So he is not struggling all day long. He's a Benoni and he's not struggling. Not because he loves Hashem like a Tzadik. He doesn't. But because the Torah in his mind suppresses the voice of the Yitzhahara and Nefesh Bahami. So all day long, like the Benoni, he's perfect in Machshavadibra Maisa. And all day long, he's not struggling because of the Torah in his mind. Now, our goal is not to strive to become a Yeshiva El Benoni. But I think it's a very practical point of how Taira truly gives us a spiritual strength. And then there's an even higher Bainani. And the even higher Bainani, and this is still a Bainani, but this is probably the highest Bainani you could be. And there are many, many levels in between. There's a Misa that once someone came with the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe said, could go on a Bainani, on a Bainani. How are you a Benoni? And I'll just say there are 500 levels of Benoni. There are many more we'll learn in Tanya, though we won't learn 500. In this chapter, we sketch out the basic three. The Baal Isak, the one we've been speaking about until now. The Yoshev Oyo, who is at peace because of the Torah in his mind. And the highest, highest level Benoni, and again, there are many in between, who we call the Benoni Hamispalel Kol Hayom. The Benoni who davens all day. Which does not mean he davens all day. He doesn't. I mean, I've never loved as he learned Torah all day. Learning Torah all day is a certain type of soul with that job description. So being in the Kolayim doesn't have to learn Torah all day. Why is he the highest? Because all day he loves Hashem on the level that a Benoni normally only reaches by davening. A regular Benoni only attains this Ava Sikhli intense love for Hashem by davening. And the rest of the day he has Ava Sikhli. But this Benoni, 
has so much work on himself that all day he's loving Hashem like the band he loves Hashem during davening. And that's why he's called the band who davens all day. Not that he davens all day, but he loves Hashem like that all day. And with this, we can answer a third question from Perak Olive. We answered, how could the Gemara say Ben Shofta? We answered, how can we promise to view ourselves Kirasha? And here's another question. Lava. That's the original source. Now we know, as we discussed in chapter one of Tanya, that Rabba was the greatest psychic of his generation. And that's why Abayah said to him, if you're a Bamini, we're dead, because there's no tzaddik, because you're the greatest one, and you're not even a tzaddik. And of course we're dead. If there's no tzaddik, we're for sure dead, because the world can't exist. We need a tzaddik for the world to exist. So Rabba wasn't being excessively humble here. He wasn't lying. He meant it sincerely. What did he mean when he said he go on a Bamini? He thought he was sitting half the time? No, a Bamini doesn't sit at all. Okay. So Abani can be perfect in Machshavadi Barmaisa, and Rabba was obviously perfect in Machshavadi Barmaisa. But there's an essential inner difference. A regular Abani struggles all day long. Did Rabba think he was struggling with his evil? No, Rabba knew he wasn't struggling with his evil. Rabba knew he felt a burning love for Hashem all day long. But Rabba knew the highest Abani also never struggles and also feels a tremendous love for Hashem all day long. So he thought he was have a in other words, the mistake of Rabba was a mistake of level of love. A Bainani could love Hashem with the love we call Ava Azo, a fiery love, or could love Hashem with a higher love called Avas Elam, a love for Hashem that comes from being misbinding, contemplating Hashem within creation. And that's as high as a Bainani can go, and that's the love of a Bainani Hamasala Kalayom. Rabba thought that was his love. He's young. The higher loves, the beacon of higher loves. A tzaddik love is Ava Rabba. A tzaddik love is Ava Sanugim. Rabba had the love of a tzaddik. So he mis-evaluated his love because of his tremendous humility. But he didn't get confused and think he was sinning half the time. He didn't get confused and think he was struggling with evil all the time. Now, I obviously didn't go through every detail in the chapter. It's quite late. It's quite long. I'm just going to very quickly try to summarize the last page of this time the other day in which the Rebbe raises the question, if for a regular Benoni, he only has this real love for Hashem during davening, is his love emes as well? In other words, emes means something that's constant. If something's sporadic, on, off, it's not emes. A language of truth is a testimony forever. So we're saying the Benoni only has this real love for Hashem. I mean, not the Benoni, but now we're going back to a regular Benoni which could be a Ba'lesek or Yishnevayel. They both are in the same situation in terms of their love. They only really have this Ava Sikli during davening. So it's a Pekhlal Amis. So the Rebbe says yes. And the Rebbe gives two reasons why. One, because on a daily basis they have this love. Meaning, it's not like, well, today was the day after Chastal Tevis, so they're very inspired, so they had this Ava Sikli, and maybe the next time they'll get it over Shabbos. No, it's reliable. Every single day, by Shachar Shmash Manasseh, the Bani feels its love. So it is constant. And two, a very important second point that the Rebbe develops at length, for the Bani, this is his max. This is the he can love Hashem. This is his highest level. So if a person is serving Hashem at his ultimate level, that is his point of Emes. And therefore it's Emes. But, for 
Is this still recording? Because I just got a call, which I rejected. Can someone let me know? Someone on? Press star something, six to unmute yourself. Recording. It's Hello. Still recording. Hello. Okay, it's still recording. Great, great, great. Because I, I, I know one time it got cut off, and I was like, uh-oh. Okay, I'll try to make this quick. That was probably my sign to So, there's a very important principle, which is why I didn't want to shortchange it. Hashem looks at us, and he knows what we're capable of. If a tzaddik loved Hashem like Benoni, meaning having Ava sick by davening, and Ava misattached for the rest of the day, that tzaddik's avoda would not be emes. Because for the tzaddik, that's not appropriate. The tzaddik can do much more. But for a Benoni, if this is his ultimate spiritual ability, if this is his spiritual max, to have Ava sickly by davening, and I will Mr. Terrence the rest of the day, it's his point of truth. It's his point of emes. And therefore, the Benoni that has this love once a day, yes, his love is emes. And for ourselves, obviously this doesn't mean that a person should say, well, for me, Kutamil Shabbos is a little bit beyond my abilities, but I'll do Friday night and that's emes. No. Every Jew has a spiritual ability to do all of Terramitzvahs. But when you're talking about more spiritual inner services, like the degree of inspiration, the degree of pedimius, the degree of love of Hashem, the degree of fear of Hashem, the degree of mistress nefesh for Hashem, when you're talking about things that are variables, that are not defined obligations, then what Hashem is asking us is to do our max. And if we are doing our max, that's our point of MS. That's one practical application. And the second one is, if we switch on and off in our avayda, some days we're like this, and some days we're like this, and then some days we're like this, and then some days we're like this, it's a problem. Because MS is consistent. So we have to work to try to be consistent in our avayda Hashem. And sorry for taking a long time, but it was a very long piece of Tanya. Any questions? Okay, to be continued next pair tomorrow.